everybody. Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm your host. And this is, if this is your first time with us, and we just um, thank you so much for being with us. Um, and just encourage you on uh, social media to follow us on um, either my personal page at I am Nick Ruffin, or you can follow us at This Is Vantage Point Podcast. Um, you can even listen to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can even go back and check out the last series we did, What Is Love? Um, and just so uh, grateful that everybody is here and we're going to really jump into this next series. It's going to be a great one. Um, but before we do that, I really want to just kind of go into uh, just a, just some information, just a little bit of, of this year. Um, back in May of this year, I actually launched season two of Vantage Point and literally in the midst of pandemic. And one of the things I wanted to do was introduce people to people. And so we kicked off a series called Persons of Interest. Um, it was not only to um, introduce you to Vantage Point again, but also new people, um, which I said is something we could do at that time. And then with everything going on in our world, we um, I did a series called America Divided, which tackled the heart of issues that we have in our country and how we can really um, start to see each other differently. And so I encourage you to check that out. And then from there, I did an eight-week series called Father Fig- Figures, um, which is very personal to me. I was glad to share kind of my own perspective and, and being um, a son of a father who was distant um, and then my own journey as a dad. And then most recently, as I mentioned earlier, we did a series called What is Love? Uh, focused on godly love and what is our role um, in these times that we're in, that we've been in 2020, whether it's division, racism, even political tension. Um, and really each of these series, this whole season has, has really been um, to not just talk about things, but really challenge ourselves, challenge myself, challenge you all in this current world. And and quite honestly, this series we're jumping into is no different. And I wanted to be able to help people and just really ask God, what can I, what can we bring? What can I bring um, that can not only help people from all walks of life, but, you know, really tackle something that we all deal with. And so um, we're actually going to get into our series. The series is called Seasons. Um, and part one is going to be the more you know. And one thing that we know about seasons is that they're inevitable. Uh, we know this in scripture. We see this um, in our lives, literally, that seasons are in- inevitable in what we're going to deal with. And so actually in Genesis, um, we see the creation of the world and we see even the acknowledgement of seasons. Um, and we'll start in verse four. And it says, then God said, let there be light bearers, sun, moon, and stars in the expanse of heaven, of the heavens to separate the day from night and let them be useful for signs um, of God's provident care and for marking seasons, days, and years. And let them be useful as lights in the expanse of the heavens and provide the light on the earth. And it was so, just as he commanded, God made two great lights, the greater light, the sun to rule the day and the lesser light, the moon to rule the night. He made the galaxies of stars also. um, And God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to provide light upon the earth, to rule over the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good and he affirmed and sustained it. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. Um, and really, when you think about that, we experience these things all the time. We experience spring, summer, fall every year. These are the seasons we experience and we know we know they're coming. 
Um, and how do we know they're coming, right? We know we have things like temperature changes or leaves changing colors or longer days, shorter, shorter days. All of these things let us know that the seasons are coming um, and that we're in the midst of this change and it's different. You know, when it's December, it's cold or when it's in the summertime, June and July, it's hot. And all of these things we know um, that help us um, understand the seasons that we're in, right? So we really um, have knowledge. We have this, this, this working knowledge and ultimately applied knowledge of the seasons we feel on earth. Um, and quite honestly, how we navigate seasons really begins with knowledge, um, with our seasons in nature, right? Like I said, we have the, the, the understanding and the knowledge, which helps us prepare for them. Right. And right now we're in fall. Um, and what no what knowledge do we have about fall? Um, we know it's a change of scenery. We know it's cooling down. We know the days are shorter. You know, when we go into winter, what do we know about winter? We know it's cold. Uh, we know we have to layer up. We have to put more on. The world kind of seems to slow down a little bit in the wintertime because it's cold. We see animals um, go into hibernation and do all these things. And then we go into spring. What do we know about that? Um, we, we know warmer. We see more green. We see leaves growing. We feel the energy. We feel like a comeback. We feel these things when it comes to spring. And then when we get to summer, um, it's fun, right? Kids are out of school. We take more vacations. We're full of life. It's hot outside. The sun is shining. Uh, we let loose. Um, and, and we kind of get a little carefree when it comes in the summertime. And, and really, in Scripture, we, we, we see another example where it talks about uh, seasons. And that's in the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 1, verse 1 and 11. And it says, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Um, and, and if you didn't know, the book of Ecclesiastes is actually considered um, one of the three books in the Bible that's focused on wisdom, in addition to Job and the book of Proverbs. Um, and this book takes a pretty interesting view when it comes to wisdom, um, as it's actually told from the perspective of a teacher. Um, and then there's the actual author of the book, who most most scholars believe is King Solomon, but it, it is written, it's kind of written that it's actually unknown, but there's a lot of evidence that tells us that King Solomon actually wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And the majority of this book actually comes from the words of the teacher um, written by the author. And so a way to think of this book is a view of life through human eyes with the recognition of the rule and reign of God. Um, this book represents a journey from one point to another. Even the author, he, the, way he, the way he uses the teacher's words um, as a way to articulate life, he actually uses a word in this whole entire book, which is um, meaningless. 
Um, he actually uses it 38 times. And actually, in our understanding of the word meaningless, it means that means without meaning, um, without importance. But actually, in the Hebrew, there's a word um, called hevel, H-E-V-E-L, which means steam or vapor or breath, which is translated from this word meaningless um, in the book of Ecclesiastes. And what, in other words, what the teacher is saying is he's not saying it's meaningless, like without meaning. Um, it's to say that we see, but we don't see, right? When you think about steam, when you think about vapor or smoke, right? We see smoke, but we can't physically, visibly, uh, physically, excuse me, grab it, but we can see it. We know it's there. Um, and when you think about the seasons in our lives, um, we see them, right? We experience them, but we really, we don't fully have the knowledge to navigate and we fully don't grasp onto them. Um, but just like the scripture said, there, there is a time for everything under heaven, but how many times really have we tried to make time for something that wasn't time for, or we try to navigate or manipulate those seasons to happen for us instead of allowing God to do that. Right. And one thing about a season is we, we, we definitely um, want to try to make these things happen in the way we see them, in the time we want them, and for as long as we want them, right? And again, think back to our scripture. Um, it says um, a time to be born and a time to die. Less often do we think about seasons of death, um, but we want life and we want life more abundantly. Um, you think about a, a time to break down and a time to build up. We're all about the building, but not necessarily the tearing down. You think about a time to keep silent and a time to speak. And with everything in the world right now, I'm just going to leave that one right there. But what I'm saying is when the scripture says everything, for everything there is a season, it literally means everything we experience is a season. Um, and for us to experience seasons, we have to have the knowledge um, and apply that knowledge to give us the full understanding on the seasons we go through. And, you know, let me, I'm going to break this down into four points. And the one thing I want to, to outline or disclaim with these points is these four points, or as we're going to, we're going to call them the four no's, the four K-N-O-W no's, not N-O's, but K-N-O-W no's. These apply to every season we go through. It doesn't matter the season. It doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum of season, these four no's um, apply to every one of them. So my first point, know you must embrace it. So when it comes to seasons, know that you must embrace that season. Um, and I'm not talking about in the physical sense, like a hug or we're holding on to, we'll get into that a little later in this series. Um, but I want to look at this definition of embrace. It's an act of accepting a belief, theory, or change, keywords willingly and enthusiastically. Um, and whether we like it or not, whether we want them or not, whether we're ready for them or not, seasons will come in our lives. And I literally, when I prepped this message and I wrote that exact word, all I could think about was the Fuji song, Ready or Not, Here I Come. Um, and that's literally what seasons are. Ready or not, here comes this season in our life. Um, you know, we don't get to winter, you know, we don't hit winter season and, and say we're not going to accept it. Because whether we accept 
winter is here um it's happening right whether we whether we embrace it or not um that season is coming it's going to be winter december will come november will come and it's going to be cold and depending on where you are in the world it's going to snow and it's better to uh, walk into that season with a willingness and an enthusiastic um, mindset about it. Um, because we, the reality is we may not like that season, um, but we will experience it. Um, speaking of winter, I am uh, not the biggest fan of winter. Um, it's cold. It gets dark way too early. Um, and I grew up in the Chicagoland area. So for me, that those winters involve snow and a lot of it and a lot of cold temperatures, and I mean negative 10 temperatures with a wind chill of negative 15. And if you don't know what the wind chill is, um, that means that it's 10 degrees outside, but when the wind blows, it feels like negative 20 or negative 15 or whatever it is. And so it, it gives you this, this sense of it's colder than it really is. Um, but literally in each season, there is something to be enthusiastic about if we're willing to embrace it. And when you think about winter, you, you, we have all that going on, the snow, the cold, but what, what happens during winter? You know, you have Christmas, you have time with family, you get a time to rest if you're in school or something like that, you get winter break. You know, there, there's a certain level of expectation that comes with that specific season. Um, but the truth is without embracing it, you won't see the good in it because we'll only be focused on every reason why we hate the season we're in, or we'll be so in, in, in tune with why we don't want this season. All we all we'll say is we can't wait for the season to be over. And then we ultimately miss the good in that season. And so I encourage you really to enter seasons with a mind, enter your seasons with a mindset of acceptance and anticipation um, because quite honestly, when you really when you really boil it down, the willingness of our embrace of a season is an indicator of our trust and faith in God in that season. I'm going to say that again. The willingness of your embrace of a season is an indicator of your trust and faith in God for that season. And we, we talked about a little earlier about winter and accepting a season. I, I, again, another picture came to my mind about a bear. Um, bears go into hibernation for a winter. Um, you know, that, that bear has to seclude himself. He has to, you know, he can't roam and eat and fish like they do, but there's a reason for it. Uh, for bears, winter actually, it means less food and water is available. There's no fish swimming around in the waters. There's no things, there's, there's no what, what the, you know, the greenery and things that bears will eat or the berries or whatever it is. They're not, they're not, they're not there. So this bear can, if, if the bear for some, in some wild way said, you know what, I don't accept winter. I'm going to go out here and find food and I'm going to roam and I'm going to do what I want to do. The bear would literally die because he did not accept the, the season that he was currently in. Um, there's an understanding that that new season you have to go into requires acceptance and 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 an adaptation to survive, right? And for my second point, for my second no, um, know that you don't know. 
Um, Jeremiah 21, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, when it comes to seasons in our lives, we have to be okay with not knowing the full extent of them. We won't know the whole story. God knows the plan he has for us or the plans he has for us. And he doesn't reveal those plans fully to us. Those plans were literally constructed and prepared in heaven before we were even here. God knows every season will endure. He knows when they'll happen. He knows how long they'll happen. And he knows the outcome of those of those seasons. But guess what? We don't. We don't know the outcome of those seasons. We don't know what the seasons will come or how long they will come. You know, we talked about earlier a season of silence or a season of, of speaking. God may be telling you to be silent for months um, and not respond during a political season, but you know you want to. And, and we have to be adhered to that. We have to know why is God telling me not to do this? You know what? It doesn't matter at the end of the day if He's telling me this is a season for this then I have to know and trust that his plans um, far outweigh my understanding. And we have to come out of that mindset that, you know, that, that there's somehow we have to know it all, right? Because it's okay that we don't know. Because the real reason we want to orchestrate our season is that allows us to have the best moments we, we, uh, with the best results. Think about it. We we make plans so we're quote unquote in control. We want to play God. We want to create the narrative minus the seasons that he has for us because we know that God's going to bring all types of seasons to us. The scripture just told us there's going to be a time. Everything has a time and a place in, in, in our lives, right? Everything is a season. But when we want to write the narrative of our season, we want to, we want to put in the best parts. We don't want the worst parts. We want to put in the prosperity parts. We don't want to put in the struggle parts. We want to put in the reaping part, but we don't want to put in the sowing part. And literally all our plans are just that smoke or that mist or that hevel, that Hebrew word again, that we add to life in an attempt to write our own narrative. Because the truth is, no matter how much we plan, no matter how much we produce, no matter how much we outline or vision board or whatever you do to write it down, that ultimately God is in control of our time on earth. Proverbs 16, 9 says, we can make plans, but the Lord determines our steps. In the book of Acts, the disciples are actually, they're asking Jesus, when will he restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus replies, it is not for you to know times or epochs or seasons, which the father has fixed by his own authority. In other words, um, it wasn't for them to know the full plan and the time of the coming kingdom. Um, there is an assurance that we have, just as they did, that, that the word of God um, will, will, will come true. It will be true. And God's plan is fixed and it's in motion before us and after us. Um, despite us not knowing, we know the seasons we experience are predetermined by God for us and he'll release them in our lives in our own time. Um, the third no is know it's going to be different. Know that those seasons are going to be different. And I want to just throw this out there. Stop labeling seasons as good or bad or low or high. Because just, you know, just because you're in a season of, of reaping, 
that's great doesn't necessarily mean a season of sowing is bad. It's just different. God is God is asking something different of you. Um, we we have to come out of that. We we can't come out of um, you know seasons of harvesting and reaping and then have a season of sowing and lose sight of what God is doing. And we equate it as a loss. We equate it as oh man, we're losing now. Like no 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 no. Like our seasons are not designed one to remain constant, and they're not designed to be good or bad. Each every season, there's a reason for every season, and there's always something. Again, when we enter with willingness and enthusiastic uh, mindsets, we we start to see these things. Um, you know, our seasons, like I said, they're not uh, designed to remain constant. Um, yeah, we may be in a season for a certain time period. But once a new season is here, it's different. You know, spring might have summer tendencies, but it's not summer. Um, fall may have winter tendencies. We just experienced this in, in um, my area of the country where, um, in the United States, where it's fall and we know the temperature, what it should be in the fall, but we had a week where it was winter-like temperatures, but we're still in fall. Um, we have to stop viewing kind of these seasonal tendencies as false indicators because they only, they serve as reminders that seasons can be different. Um, in Luke five, verse 33 through 34, um, some people approached Jesus and they asked him about this. They said, John, the Baptist disciples fast and pray regularly. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees, which I don't know why you would bring up Pharisees to Jesus in comparison to what his people do. But anyway, um, why are your disciples always eating and drinking? Jesus responds, do wedding guests fast while celebrating the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away and then they will fast. And while Jesus was literally outlining and hinting at his coming um, death and his coming resurrection, all of those things, he was, he was hinting to that in this moment. He was also giving light to an upcoming season his disciples would experience that is different from their current season. It's not bad. It's different. He didn't say it was a bad season. He just simply said they will go from feasting to fasting. Um, and, and with different seasons, again, it comes the opportunity to learn new things. That's the joy about going through different seasons is that you're going to get the opportunity to, to learn new things. Adapting to seasons is difficult. It's not easy. Um, it may require to step into some uh, new ways of doing things. Um, I know I've had seasons where um, uh, I've had to pray more or spend more time in worship or, or read the word more um, than my normal routine. And those seasons require us to really sharpen those other, those things that we may maybe take for granted or we don't do as much in a season of prosperity that we should be doing in a season of sowing and um, compared to reaping. Um, you know, when I was, when 2020 got here, um, you know, I had, uh, the podcast had launched in 2019 and, um, I had stopped podcasting in back in November of 2019 and, um, I hit 2020 and I knew 2020, you know, we all had this year of vision, year of clarity, all of those things. And, um, I knew I wanted to relaunch the podcast. I was going to do it in January. I knew the sermon. I knew the message. I knew everything. And I was ready to go. I was ready to go into this season of creativity and, and just revelation from God. And 
in January, like most churches, my church does a 21 day fast and we were getting ready for the fast. But all I could think about was this podcast. That's all I could think about. And I really wasn't focused on the fasting part, but I was focused on the revelation part. And um, I, I first day of prayer, first day of prayer, I go in there and I'm, I got it written down and God is, hey, God, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. This podcast is going to relaunch. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to bring you glory, all of, the, all of these good things. And literally, as I said that, he sat there um, and said um, something I wasn't expecting. He said one word. He told me to wait. And I said, okay, what does that mean? Like, and you know, it's one of those things where God says something and you know what he meant, but you still ask him the dumb question of what did you mean? Because he just said, wait. And I know what that means. And then literally he said, um, this isn't your season of creating. This isn't your season of podcasting. He said, this is your season of studying, reflecting, and growing with me. I'll tell you when to create again. And I said, okay. But low-key, I, I was devastated because that's not what I thought. That's not the season I plan to be in. It's not the season that I saw for myself in January of 2020. Um, you know, I, I connected with God, but I didn't think or even knew that I needed to deepen that that um, connection even more than it was. Um, and what I realized was that my relationship with God had to be deeper and that this was that season of deepening that relationship. And so I put the podcast on hold. Um, I put every worry about people losing interest and forgetting about it. And four months later, in April of 2020, God said, and I was in prayer and not praying about, I was just in prayer after reading the word. And God literally said, it's time to use your calling to fulfill my purpose. Your relaunch is on May 1st. which is my birthday, which might sound crazy to some, but I literally felt like this was going to be my gift to God. And I know like, what can I get, you know, but I really felt that what I had been through the, that season, those four, those four months was something in his plan. Um, but wasn't something I planned for, but God knows. And I connected with him more. I dug into him more. I was able to to really establish a relationship with him and get revelation on things that I hadn't had before. And when I tell you this year, this season too, has been one of the most eye-opening and one of the most inspiring um, in literally these seven months since then, uh, which will be December seven months, so six months since launch. Um, I've seen more downloads than I see, saw in 2019. I've seen more um, reach of this podcast. I've seen myself grow um, in, in a completely different um, light than I could have ever seen myself. Um, and, and it was amazing. And it really 
just highlights my last no, my last and and a fourth no when it comes and when it relates to seasons. And that's no, you will get through it. Quite honestly, seasons seasons don't last forever, although they may be tough. Um, you know, when you think about weather, again, we've had some harsh winters. We've seen some crazy summers, especially in Oklahoma, with temperatures well over 100 degrees. And that's tough to deal with. Um, but we know we'll survive. We know we'll get through it. And that's what helps us keep the same energy going into a season and having it going out of it. Um, but when it relates to these spiritual seasons we go through, the help that we have that to keep that energy and keep revelation is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus even told us that he would send a helper, someone who serves as our guiding force. And that, that guiding force is the Holy Spirit who guides us through these seasons. First um, Corinthians second 10 or chapter two, 10 verse 10 and 11 says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Holy Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except for their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit helps not only navigate seasons, but he helps us understand God who ordained and set in motion those seasons. Um, our access to the Holy Spirit um, helps us learn, lean more on God's understanding than our own. We're told to lean on, on God's understanding and not our own. Um, you know, we're, we're not revealed the whole plan. We talked about that already. God is not going to give us the entire plan of our life on day one. You know, we're not, we don't come out the womb and here, here's your plan. Here's everything you're going to endure. Here's who you're going to lose. Here's who you're going to marry. Here's how many kids you're going to have. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to get sick at 26. You're going to survive at 30. You're going to write a book at 35. God does not give us those plans. But just because we aren't revealed the plans to every season we'll endure, we'll, we'll experience, what we are given is a guide, a source that lives in us that is directly connected to the source giver or the season giver. Um, and when it comes to season, the Holy Spirit is aware what's coming in our lives. John 16, 13 says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is to come. And when those directions come, when those indicators come, when those warnings come, those are, those are indicators. Those are things that let us know seasons are coming. Just like we talked about earlier, how do we know fall is coming? We see leaves changing colors. We see the temperature drop a little bit. How do we know spring is coming? We see flowers begin to bloom. We see leaves returning to trees. How do we know it's summer? We hear laughter of children. We see people in the street. We, we see vacation. These are indicators that things are changed, that seasons are coming. Um, and as I close out this, this first episode of this series, I want to leave you with this thought that right now, again, whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not, whether we're ready for it or not, we're all in a season. We're, we aren't in the same season. Some of us are just entering our season. Some of us may be getting ready to leave one season. Some of us might be in the thick of one season. And for some people, you're in that season of planting. You might be in that season of uprooting. 
You might be in a season of weeping. Might be a season of laughter. Might be a season to throw away stones. For others, it's a time to gather stones. For some, it's a time to search. And for some, it's a time to give up what is lost. You might be in a season of silence with peace. And for others, it might be a season of war and words. Whatever season you find yourself in, one thing, four things are true. You have to embrace it. You won't know everything in it. It's going to be different, but you're going to get through it. Thank y'all so much for rolling with me on week on this week with Vantage Point. We're going to catch y'all next week for week uh, two of our series called Seasons. God bless y'all. Have a good week. Mm-hmm.